to Zoview Podcast. So, me and Bo decided to do something different. This episode is going to be like, where are we now? You know, we had New Year resolutions and stuff like that. So, we decided to put like, where are we now? Where, you know, we're going to say our stories, what we've been through and stuff like that. So, I'm first. (laughs) Where am I now? So, there's been a lot going on and I hear a lot of rumors and things about me. So, I'm going to tell you guys what I've been through. So, yeah. So, as of January... 2018 I dropped out of grad school because there's a lot of things going on you guys don't know but um I'm a single mother and um I got this grant to go to grad school and to continue my education for my master's at FAMU and it was going good but Without support and going to some place where you don't have no family to help you when you have a child. Because it takes a village to raise a child. And not having really no support. Yeah, friends were there, but friends really can't help because everybody have their lives. I really couldn't live because I had bills to pay. I barely could work trying to, you know, keep my grades up and everything. So it was hard. So I took a hard decision and stuff like that and decided to drop out and to just focus on my daughter and my mental health and stuff like that and to get my life together and maybe I'll go back as I'm older well let me not say maybe I will go back as time come until you know I I get that support that I need um yeah so that happened also, I've been trying to write a blog or even do a vlog about this thing I've been holding in that's been eating me up. But I was like, you know what? Let me just tell everybody on podcast. So I've been going through depression, but I've been going through depression a lot because I gave a child up for adoption on May 26, 2017. Nobody knows because I told everybody that... When I found out I was pregnant, I found out I was pregnant, I probably was, like, six, seven months, like, way. I thought I was just getting fat. I really thought I was just getting fat, but I was pregnant. But there was a situation that happened to me when I first moved. That happened. I didn't think I was going to get pregnant. I didn't think of it. It happened. I was depressed, you know, still trying to finish school and stuff like that. My daughter came to move in with me in Tallahassee, like, later date because I've been going through child custody issues with her father and stuff like that. So, God, i just been going through it. But um, I'm not going to lie to you. I really miss my child. I really miss her. I really miss her. I really did. Sometimes, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's not even sometimes. Every day, I cry because I want her back. But... As you guys know, when you give somebody for adoption, it's final. I signed my rights up as a mother. So, it hurts. I don't know how she's going to think as she grew up. I don't know. I don't know what she's going to think as me and stuff. 
Um, the last time I saw her before Christmas, and it was hurting because I see like this family taking care of her and having a, you know, good time and doing the things that I want to, and I can't do that. So right now I'm not. I'm avoiding the situation in a way. I just took. I was like, I can't. I didn't. I told him, don't send me no pictures. Don't send me no videos no more of her, cause it hurts. <sighs> I didn't think that giving up somebody for adoption that you, you know, from the situation, the circumstances that happened, I didn't think that it would hurt me so much because I thought I did the right decision. But guys, it hurts and stuff like that. It, it really hurts. I just been going through it. That that hurts me. Also, it's it's been eight months. <laughs> it's been eight months since my brother just disappeared. My brother disappeared June 23rd, 2017. I don't know where he's at. And that's been eating me up. And those are, and I get emotional. On top of the adoption, with him being missing, I hold those things in. and But they're eating me up alive. And I cry every day about it. Sometimes I don't want to live anymore. Sometimes I'd be like, why all these things, why, you know, all these things are happening to me. Like, I, I question, you know, I question God and stuff. And I'm like, yo, like, why? You know, I, I, I'm trying to get my life and my shit together. I know I've done some messed up shit. I know I've done things that I haven't do, but things. But I notice everything happens for a reason. And we should not question things that happen. Everything happens for a reason. I don't. I don't know why, but it happens for a reason. So now I just don't question no more. But I'm not going to lie to you that I'm not hurting. You know what I mean? And I get tired of people telling me that I need to be strong. I need to do this and get over it. Like, when you're not in somebody's shoes and they're going through stuff, you cannot tell me, oh, people are going through things worse than me. And I understand people are, but I'm hurting let me cry. Let me be sad. You know, stuff like that. And I be trying to explain to that to people. It's not... I'm trying. I'm really trying to be strong. I'm really trying. But sometimes you have your breaking points. So I break down. And mentally, sometimes I get... I'm drained. You know, I'm drained emotionally. I'm drained physically. I'm just... I'm drained. And I try to do a lot of things. I keep myself busy and do a lot of things. And try to be open as as much cope with what I'm going through and stuff like that even though I understand people don't understand why I'm so open or you know why do I do the things that I do but it's a coping mechanism for me and I'm fighting for my life because and also I've been going through things with my daughter's father signing his rights off and now him wanting him like how can I say this? Him going through custody battles back and forth, like, that's stressful on the level because all I want to do is co-parent, you know. But sometimes, sometimes it's not that easy, guys. Sometimes it's really not that easy. And people think they know what you, you know, you're going through because everybody's probably saying oh I'm keeping you know my daughter away from him and stuff like that and it's not like that it's bigger than that 
And I understand, you know, I don't choose, I don't tell nobody to be on my side, nor his side or whatever. It is what it is. This is something that me and him have to figure it out and hash it out. It has nothing to do with if I was dating somebody or who he he's dating. They have nothing to do with that. That's just between me and him. And I wish people that would understand that. Like, that's an issue that me and him have to go through. And unfortunately, you know, my daughter has to be in between it. But hopefully I pray that one day we hash it out and we can get to an understanding where we can co-parent and... My daughter can have both parents in her life, but (laughs) yeah, that's all the sad stuff. Now let's go to the happy thing. So I moved back to Orlando, you know, moved back to Orlando and it's, it's been going great. I'm not going to lie to you. I have my grandma back helping me with my daughter. Um, the podcast is still going guys. I'm still here, which is shocking. You know, people don't really believe in me, but I'm still here trying to be consistent. You know, I do the vlogging. Um, I'm doing the vlogging, you know, just learning, learning from experience. And it's a great coping mechanism because it's keeping me busy and stuff like that. Um, I got a great job. Thank God. Thank God, guys. I got a great job. I don't have to, you know, worry about school. I can work my little eight to five, you know, and, you know be great (laughs) um i'm also i've been studying there's a um internal like holistic medicine and stuff i'm not in the program but i i have been gone over there you know to do some research and stuff like that because everybody knows my end of the goal is i really want to be a holistic nurse practitioner and open my own clinic where I do, like, natural remedies. So, like, say women that's giving birth, you know, will do, like, giving, you know, the water birth and stuff. But also me healing their body after where we have um, a Haitian thing is called bang. And, you know, they sit on, you know, this bucket of hot water with all kinds of herbs and leaves and stuff like that. And to heal them um, internally, physically emotionally, like spiritually, just heal them all and stuff like that. Because I believe medications are poisoning the body. That's my, that's my um, opinion. And, you know, going back to Haiti and living with my grandmother to see all these um, herbs and leaves and plants that she used, oils and stuff like that, just the natural healing and stuff. And to show you that the body heal itself and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's what I'm really trying to get into. So, yeah, I'm excited. So, I've been doing that a lot and stuff. I also, you know, if you guys say, people, if you're pregnant or whatever, holla at me. You know, I would want to, you know, do your bang after the birth and stuff like that. Or if you have pain, like say you have arthritis and stuff like that, I would love to, you know, we have this thing called Laleco. We use like Lul Masquiti, castor oil. And it's like to massage the body from the head to the toe to make that blood flow. To, you know, if you have a swollen leg or swollen ankles and stuff like that. You guys know, get at me, you know, support me, whatever. But, um, life has been going good. Dating life. <laughs> I know they, my dating life is your favorite subject. But, um, yo, one thing, after my first date, I've been starting a lot of dates. One thing I know is that bruh 
I I did not know the rules of dating. I've been dating dangerously. What I mean by that. So there was one date I went to. We went on a date, whatever. And then, you know, you have to go, you know, just go to the person. When you guys vibing, there's something called go, you know, chill at the person's house. So I wanted to go chill at this person's house, right? And, yo... We were doing fine. We were laughing, joking. You know, I gave him a little poems and stuff like that. And he's a singer, so we were just chilling and vibing. And I kid you not, he really, really, like, tried to fuck me, like, really bad. Like, to the point, like, he was trying to force. Like, he would hold my hands and stuff. And I told him, I was like, if you have sex with me, the way that you have sex with me, that is rape. Because I'm trying to be celibate. I'm not trying to have sex. But that's like a own, like a whole different subject and a personal issue that I'm going through. And, yeah, so what I learned, I even talked to some of my homeboys and stuff and tell them the situations that I put myself in. Like, date safely. So, like me, one safe thing that I thought I was doing is... When a guy asks me on a date, you know, if you really don't know him like that, don't go in his car. Either take an Uber or take your own car and meet him at the place and stuff like that. Also, what I do now, too, is I let somebody know. Like, sometimes I let my grandma or my uncle or a friend of mine know that, hey, I'm going on this date with this guy. Um, I'm at this place, this place, that place, whatever. Um, and then I also make a code word, give them a code word that you can text or, you know, maybe if I call one time, hang up, like something like that. So if an emergency were to happen, so yeah, date safely. Cause ugh, people out here, cause you know, you're meeting strangers. We don't know these guys just because what they say on the phone or through the text or whatever, you really don't know these guys. So I learned kind of the hard way to date safely don't be going to people's house and stuff like that try to go to public spaces and stuff like that so and just get to know the person you know so i learned that but i've been having a lot of guys reject me because you know they have girlfriends and wives and stuff like that and then they lie to me so yeah that stuff going on but after that life's been going life's been great i really can't complain about anything right now oh oh i forgot to tell you guys i'm on a radio yes i'm on the radio um i'm on the wire 98.5 the wire i'm on a show it's on sundays 7 p.m to 9 p.m um you guys can download the app the wire 98.5 so download the app and listen to me on sunday nights yeah, Sunday nights at 7 to 9. I'm with two other co-hosts, Ludwin and Young Cause. So you guys know, if you guys are on Facebook, we have Instagram, On The Record Radio. So look us up. Holla at me. So that, I, I love to be on the radio. At first, I'm not going to lie, I didn't like it because it's live. So whatever goes on there, I can't edit my things like on podcasts or I can edit something. I'm like, oh, I didn't want to say that. Whatever I say. It's live. So whatever goes, goes. Also, The Wire 98.5. I know I mentioned it before. Me and Bo, we mentioned it before on the podcast. It's a black-owned radio in Orlando, which is cool. Because you guys know I'm always supporting my black my black businesses. So shout out to that. But, um, yeah. So there's some 
there's some good things that happen and some bad things that have been going on. But that's where I'm at now. So, guys, I just want to thank y'all, too, though, for listening to the Zovu podcast. I appreciate you guys. I never thought we would be where we're at now with this show. Like, I've seen so much growth. I actually went back to listen to shows from the beginning to now, and I'm just like, damn, guys. Y'all actually grew with me. I've been going on through a journey for a while, and shit, like, (laughs) growth. (laughs) Growth, growth, growth. Growth on a spiritual level, but, like, just growth. That's all I got for y'all, so... You know, y'all get to hear where Bo's been going through and where he's at now. But um, thank you guys for listening to my part. So let me pass it on to Bo. What's up, listeners? This is your other co-host, Bo. Um, first thing I'm going to say is, wow, we wanted to do something different this episode. We couldn't record in the same room um, this week because, you know, scheduling and we was in a, two different cities. So we decided to do something different and see, you know how it is and things like that before i start saying anything i'm not gonna lie that was heavy and two i didn't know marianne was gonna say all this um prior to her recording we didn't talk about anything we just was like yo let's be a little personal and there she goes and um one thing i can say what you guys are listening hearing it's new to me too just because we're co-hosts and you know we might see you know you we we see each other at least once a week but at the same time it's still a battle with us you know for for podcasters listening you can that has a co-host or several co-hosts you guys understand sometimes scheduling you guys don't see eye to eye and things like that anywho what i was planning on saying or what i thought i was gonna say i can't even say it after especially after hearing this this from marianne um i'm kind of shocked to be honest with you i I needed a minute before I start recording this. First thing is, um, me as a co-host, I try to be there for Marianne going through what she's going through. promise you, a lot of what she just said is new to me. Because I've been trying to get her to express herself and say stuff that I know that's holding her back. Or she's hurt, but, you know, she don't want to talk. Or sometimes she just brush it off and things like that. So... And her outlet and her way of expressing herself is through vlog and sometimes the podcast. So I let her do it. To be honest with you, half of the shit she said, I didn't want to post it, but she wanted to. She was like, it's okay." And I said, are you sure? Because I really don't want to still. But she was like, this is helping her. So I was like, "Okay, cool. Um, What I do want to ask for you guys, I have someone that's gone through something similar or that knows to to the to the ones that know someone who's gone through something similar to what Marianne has gone through. How do you deal with it? Cuz you know, growing up island, growing up Haitian and from an island household, mental illness or depression or whatever you got going on in your head, that's taboo in a Haitian household especially. Like that's taboo. You can't go and tell your parents, "Yo, I'm depressed and this and that." They, you might get an ass whooping. <laughs> You might actually get an ass open for saying that type of shit. So, you know, I'm learning as we go. She's learning as she go. Honestly, we're learning as we go. And I'm, I'm hoping you guys that's listening, you're learning with us or you're growing with us as well. Because I always find it. First of all, before before me, I met Marianne years ago. I didn't take mental illness seriously. I've had a different look at it ever since. 
And I always thought that knowing somebody who's gone through something is stressful on its own. Like knowing you know someone's gone through something and you know what can you do. You don't know what you can do or you cannot do. You try to because I hate the, the number one thing I hate is like if God forbids not just Marianne, if anybody, God forbid something happened to someone, you know, that's going through something. And then later on, people was like, oh, look, this person was crying out for help. But you was actually trying to help that person. It's it's really it's the help working both ways. And you did and they didn't reach out as well. And in that case, I look at it as in like, yo, I feel guilty. I would feel real guilty about that. So my questions to you guys is please comment below or DM me or message me, whatever it is. How do you guys deal with knowing that, you know, someone who's going through something or along the lines of whatever it is? How do you deal with it? Knowing that you've reached out, you've done everything you can, but you know, I don't know if you guys get my question, just comment below, please comment below. Anywho. All right. Now I thought I was going to follow through with that, but it's difficult, especially after hearing that what's been going on with me. Well, I'm, uh, my, my goals are still intact. Uh, my number one question is for you guys that's been listening to to this podcast for a while now my question all year will be are you keeping up with your 2018 goals we are almost in the middle of march and i know some of you guys forget that goal you set in december or in january we're in march now so don't forget to keep up with your goals i know it's difficult i i appreciate some of you guys that message me that tells me what you guys are doing and we share ideas and we you know we keep each other accountable and i like to keep that going all year um, if you haven't been listening, one of my um, one of my few goals is, you know, to eat better. I want to read more. I'm, I My goal was to read uh, 12 books in 12 months. This is month three and I only read one book. I only read one book, but I'm, I'm on my second book now. I'm getting to it. Honestly, I think I'm still doing good. I could still knock out 12 books in 12 months. Depends on what the book is and things like that. Reading a book. Um, I've been eating less meat. That was one of my goals. I don't want to be no vegan or nothing like that in the future. I just, you know, I just want to consume less meat in my life long, forever, really. Not just long, forever. I want to, I don't want to be the one that eats some type of meat in for breakfast, for lunch and dinner. If I have meat that day, it's only one time. One of the other things is I'm fasting during these 12 months. I'm Every month I'm fasting something. My first month was um, Doritos. If if you're a person that's addicted to read Doritos like me, that was big. I think I I think I lasted not the whole month, but at least three weeks out that the first month of January. And we all know how long January was. I lasted um, fasting for the month of February. I fasted meat. I didn't do a whole month with no meat. I did five days, which is big. And uh, March, I'm still working on it. I don't know what I want to do yet. I'm trying to get some feedback from you guys because you guys helped me last month and picking out what I should fast on. So um, I don't know what it's going to be for the month of March yet. If you guys got any ideas, let me know. Let me know. And I'm um, I'm looking forward to hearing them. The only personal thing, because I'm, a, you know, I share a lot on here. I share a lot on this podcast, but it's a lot also that I don't share. And that's only because, you know, certain shit i choose for you guys not to know and shit like that so because he dropped something heavy early on to you guys um this is one of the things that's that's been heavy on my mind lately is that i'm um i'm in my day job i'm at a job now 
but I'm looking for another job at another city. I've been looking for a while and maybe because I'm maybe somebody can relate to it. Maybe because I've been when I first graduated undergrad, I got a job. I graduated in December, fall of December, and I got a job, a career job in February. And I was like, oh, shit, I got a job within two months. Not a lot of graduates could say that. And I'm thinking, OK, this is how it's going to work out for me. I was wrong. I'm in my current job now for two plus years. And, you know, I just want to do something different, you know, shit like that. Grow. You know, you can't be in one spot forever. It's not how this works. That's not how that's not how life works and things like that. So but, I, you know, it kind of and I'm going when I say I've been looking for a job for a while, I'm saying it's been three plus months to say the least. And I'm being very generous by saying three plus months. It's been it's been tough. I have I mean I've had interviews, I've had, you know, callbacks. It's just I haven't gotten a job yet. That's all it really is. And you know, my field to not say too much of my day job, I worked in a corporate America. It's not much black men at my current job now and wherever I'm looking to. I know that field is not that area, it's not that much minorities to say the least. Male especially males. So it's just that, man, it's been kind of tough. It's like, and I'm sitting there saying, damn, like, why can't I find a job? Why this? Why that? And I have to remind myself constantly that I have to put God first. I had to put God first. At first, I really, to be honest with you guys, I really wasn't putting God first. When I first started looking for elsewhere, another job, I honestly could say to myself, I was not putting God first. And I think that was my number one issue. And I was just like, you know, I got spoiled. The fact that after I graduated undergrad, I got a job within two weeks that I like that was paying me well. And I'm like, oh, this how this life shit going to work. And it's not. I started putting God first. You know, hopefully something would change if it don't. It don't. It, if it don't as soon as I would want it to. But it doesn't matter. I have to remember, you know, it's not my timing. It's God timing. It's cliche to say, but it's real. Talk to a couple friends that's, you know, in the job hunt themselves. And they're telling me how, like, man, you actually got a job. It's dudes out here that graduated when I graduated two plus years ago. That's still looking for a job from when they graduated or people that's, you know, I'm just speaking to people I know. So they're like, man, be grateful you at least got one. I'm still looking for a career job and things like that. And um, sometimes I got to sit, sit back and be like, wow. I'm tripping right now. I'm tripping heavy. Like, at least I got, you know, something to pay my bills and I'm living comfortably, at least. Like, I'm not stressed out like how I was <laughs> before. I'm not there broke where I didn't want to, you know, those days where you don't want to come back to your apartment because you don't know if your shit going to be thrown out off eviction or not and shit like that. So one thing I've learned through this process is that, you know, put God first and uh, be grateful for what you have. That's the other very important thing. I tend to tell Marianne the same thing. It's like, yo, you have to be grateful for what you have. Believe it. Me and Marianne had a conversation right after she recorded that and sent it to me. I do the editing and stuff. And we're going to have more conversations. We're going to have a we're going to try to have a part two to this conversation right here. That's 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 just what it is right there. It's just, you know, that shit just threw me. It threw me off. I'm not going to lie. It threw me off. Of what I thought I was going to say or whatever. But we could stick to that. I just. So we're going to have some conversations. Um, 
if you got any advice, not just advice for Marianne, because yes, she go to therapy, she do all this, and you know, to try to help her out. It's like you as a friend that cares, that knows someone who going through this, or if you're the, if you're a person right now that's exactly in my position, what advice would you give me? What do you do? And you seem it seemed to help or help you and help that person. You know, it's tough. It's tough seeing someone go through that because I, you know, God forbid if something were to happen, I will feel real guilty, especially the fact that I do a podcast with her. So there's numerous, <laughs> there's over 50 episodes or so of us. That's a lot that you could just go off of, of just us two. So that's that. I'm going to leave it here. And don't forget you guys. Um, I don't even know how to end it. I'm trying to find a way to end it in a positive or a fun mode. But um, shit, I can't. I don't know how to. Normally, if she was here, maybe if it was recording together at the same time, it would have been a little different. But um, we're going to end it here and we're going to have a part two to this where we're sitting down together. This might be like a therapy session, really. So I'm just um looking forward to that. Once again, you guys, don't forget we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. You can check us out, man. Share, share with your friend. I really appreciate the support I'm getting personally and like on the social medias. I would like to shout me out, shout the podcast out, you know, tag me and stuff. And then we'll have like some listeners. We'll have our own personal conversations in the DMs and stuff like that. I appreciate y'all. Please keep it up. You know, talking about the podcast is great. Sharing it with a friend is, is the best thing I could ever, we could ever ask. I appreciate you guys. And um, till next time.